Hello everyone and welcome to the So Mindful podcast where we dig into the tips and topics that will help you have great fun making clothes that make you feel fabulous. I'm your host Jackie Blakemore of So Much More Fun and I can't wait to share this week's illuminating episode with you. So let's roll the tape. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the So Mindful podcast. It's great British sewing bee season and so each Wednesday night I am in my element being inspired by this group of creative people putting their spin on each of the challenges. If you haven't seen it then in summary it's a TV series where a group of amateur dressmakers take on three sewing challenges over a number of weeks. They make them do challenges within a fixed time to add that element of excitement, as if sewing wasn't exciting enough already. Each week, the first sewing challenge is a pattern challenge, where they all have to make a garment from a pattern chosen by one of the judges, from fabrics in the studio haberdashery, which is amazing. The second challenge is an upcycle or recycle challenge, where they have to make a new garment that meets a particular theme from random stuff. And then the final challenge is a made-to-measure challenge where they have to make a garment, again, based on a theme each week to fit a real person who then models it at the end of the show. Their creations are then judged and the person with the weakest garments is eliminated each week until the three remaining contestants battle it out in a dramatic final sew-off. For me, of all the three challenges they're given, the one that I think I would dread the most is the recycle-upcycle challenge. This is mainly because I don't think of myself as having the kind of vision to see the infinite potential of the items placed in front of me. But recently, I've been challenging some of my limiting beliefs to try and find new evidence that they may not be true. And so I thought it would be great to start talking about upcycling and recycling on the podcast because I've started to realise that it's actually way easier than I imagined and there are loads of benefits to doing it. So I also hoped it might inspire you to give it a go if you haven't already. So I wanted to give you a couple of definitions of how I'm going to use the terms recycle and upcycle in this episode. For this discussion, when I say recycle, I mean giving a garment away so that someone else can use, appreciate, enjoy it. And I'm going to give you some examples of when I think you might want to do that. But most of the discussion will be about upcycling. And by that, I mean taking a garment into your home or identifying a garment that you already own that you want to give a new lease of life to. Upcycling definitely isn't a new concept. Back through the ages it was a necessity as the availability of textiles was so much more limited. And there have been periods even in modern times such as the Make Do and Mend campaign during and post World War II when this has been relied upon. In the UK today however we're spoilt for choice with the textiles available and the price of ready to wear fashion is relatively so low as to make it seem like it's okay to wear something a few times and then discard it. In an article by Hand and Lock on upcycling through the ages, they identify that in the 21st century, upcycling has become a moral choice for those who can afford it and an economic choice for those who can't. So before I get into the how, I just wanted to touch on the why. Why might you want to make that moral choice? The key reason for me is the environment. Now, you don't need to be lectured by me on politics. You're smart and I know you can do your own research. But if you take nothing else from this podcast, then please take this. Please don't throw away old garments with your rubbish. If you don't fancy selling them, donating them or upcycling them, then please try and find a recycle centre or take them to your local charity shop as many of them have services that can transform the non-wearable garments back to their fibres or use them as fillings, which is much better than them going into landfill. 
There is a website called Recycle Now for the UK where you can enter your postcode and find your nearest textile recycling. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But if you're outside the UK, then Google where is my nearest textile recycling and see what comes up. But if you're interested in ways that you can get started upcycling, then listen on. Now, I am by no means an expert in this field. So this is just going to be an introduction based on my own experience. And if you're an expert or you know one, then get in touch because I'd love to chat with you for this podcast. But I guess the key message from that is you don't need to be an expert. You just need to be willing to give it a try. So in terms of the sources that you can use for your upcycling project, these could be existing garments in your own wardrobe that maybe you like the fabric from, but perhaps the style is no longer in fashion or maybe they don't really fit, but there is some element of the piece that you'd like to reuse. The next source might be from a charity shop or a pre-loved second-hand shop or website. The third source could be from friends and family. If you let them know that you're looking for upcycling projects, you might be surprised by what they have to offer. And another source might be homewares, such as old curtains, sheets or blankets. When I first thought about upcycling, I had a really narrow vision of just adding maybe some haberdashery like new trims or buttons to garments that were generally already around my size and styles that I liked. But upcycling can be so much more. If you think of an item as the raw materials, for example, a men's blazer consists of great outer fabric, fabulous linings, buttons, maybe other design details like collars, shoulder pads that you can use individually. So there are different approaches you can take under the heading of upcycling to help you identify a much wider range of opportunities. The simplest is to take a garment that you already have or one that you found that is the type of thing that you might wear already and then tweak it. A tweak might be adjusting it to your size or shape or style by taking it in, adding darts or tucks or elastic to give it shaping, maybe changing or adding buttons, maybe adding pockets, maybe changing the length or changing the sleeves, maybe taking off or adding on a collar, maybe perhaps adding trims or frills or maybe removing trims or frills. I should say here that this is the most common way that I upcycle and I do this even on my own makes that I've had for a while. The next way is to use existing parts of the garment that are already sewn for you and add on new elements of other garments or new fabric to change the remainder of the garment. So for example, when I was talking to the fabulous Rebecca Weave Smith, who is very skilled at upcycling and I'd highly recommend looking at her Instagram about this topic, she said that she often takes the top part of shirts, cropping them just below the armholes and then adds on new fabric underneath to make them into dresses or tunics mainly because the hard work of sewing the shirt collar, which is quite difficult, is already done for her. If you can't picture what that might look like, then Pinterest is a great resource for inspiration and I found quite a few examples of other people who'd done something similar. If you search within Pinterest for upcycled fashion, you'll find fabulous examples for a wide range of different types of garment and types of fabrics where they've taken parts of the garment and then added something completely different. So, for example, there was one with a blazer where they'd taken the top part of it and then added some layers of lace and uh, chiffon underneath it. There are examples where they've pieced different parts of shirts together. Lots of really great ideas. Another way, as we mentioned earlier, is to completely deconstruct the garment into its fabric components. I've done this with charity shop finds. I often look for the largest size garments that are made of particular types of fabric. For me, it's things like silks and chiffons. 
You can often find a maxi dress or maxi skirt within these fabrics that has one or two metres of fabric within it for as little as £5 and you couldn't really buy probably the raw material for that. I have a few patterns that I like to use for tops or shorter skirts that take between a metre and a metre and a half of fabric. So after I've deconstructed the garment I can then strategically place my pattern pieces onto the fabric to create my new garment. Sometimes I have to add bits in from my fabric stash for facings or other small details. Or another way is to find two garments that look similar, maybe the same colourway or similar types of fabric, and coordinate your garment from the two different original pieces. It really encourages me to be creative, as sometimes you spot a design detail from the original garment, like a button band or a pocket that looks great and you want to incorporate that. You can use this method if you want to reuse homewares such as curtains or bedding. If you mix these elements with your original garment elements, then it can make it look a little less like the family Von Trapp in The Sound of Music, where they've all got matching curtain outfits, and a bit more fashion catwalk. There are some great resources to give you some ideas and inspiration, and I'll put those in the show notes too. And if you Google upcycled fashion, you'll also see examples of how the designers are doing this. In this week's Sewing Bee, the whole episode was about reduce, reuse and recycle, which meant that for all three challenges they had to use existing garments to create new ones, so it was filled with ideas and inspiration. In the pattern challenge they had to make a waistcoat by cutting up existing men's suits. It was interesting to see how each person approached it. Some of them unpicked the suits, seams, to give them a flat fabric to work with, which they then stitched back together to create fabric pieces that were large enough to fit their pattern pieces onto. Others placed the pattern pieces straight onto the sections of the garment and cut them out incorporating the original design details such as pocket flaps with mixed success. Fabric from a suit jacket is ideal for a waistcoat in that the outer fabric can be used for the front of the waistcoat which is generally heavier and the lining can be used for the back of the waistcoat. So it was great to see how the different approaches turned out and also the way in which the contestants combined in some cases different garments. In the second challenge, they had to use army surplus camo garments to create a glamorous or dressy garment for a woman, using their own design. The outfits they tend to come up with in this section are often less high street and a bit more avant-garde, and in this challenge, more emphasis was placed on reusing existing features of the garments. Many utilised sections that had the characteristic boxy patches to create central features, and then added leather fringing from the haberdashery to embellish their designs. The winning garment in this section was a cape with big pointed shoulders using padding from the original garment. It was very catwalk-esque, and like Judge Esme, I was quite taken with it. The final challenge was to create their made-to-measure dress from denim jeans. Because the jeans contained longer, narrower pieces of fabric, it was interesting to see how each of them had combined their denim to create their garments, with lots of longer panels within their designs, with some reusing the original patch pockets to sew back onto their new garments. We talked previously about combining bits of the original fabric to create a piece big enough to lay your pattern piece onto, but in this challenge Raf used a slightly different technique. He had split his pattern into smaller pieces to fit onto the individual fabric pieces from the jeans. So let's say you've got a pattern for a skirt front and you draw a horizontal line across it about three inches down from the top, and then three inches down from that you draw another line and so on until you get to the bottom. You number each of your sections so that you know what order they go into and then cut along the lines that you've just drawn. Add seam allowances to the top and bottom of each line that you cut. You can now cut the skirt from much smaller pieces of fabric and then reassemble them to create your skirt front. But these lines don't have to be straight. 
so you can get creative with the shapes of your segments as you draw them onto your original pattern piece. And as long as you remember to add seam allowances to the cuts, then you'll be able to recreate that full piece from your sections. This is what Raft did in his design using the wave-shaped pieces and then also used the properties of the denim to have raw edges of the pieces overlapping and slightly frayed. The purist in me wants to point out that ideally you want to mark the grain line on each piece and then to match that to the grain on the fabric that you're using from the garment. But I think with this approach part of the joy comes from experimenting and not being too rigid with the rules. You may not always have large pieces of fabric to work with but that doesn't need to stop you. The last way I wanted to mention was to create your own fabric from scraps or smaller pieces in your stash. And you can embellish these textiles that you've created and also worn out bits of much loved garments by using visible mending techniques which add to the uniqueness of the garment and can be used as design details. In Japanese, boroboro means something tattered or repaired and boro refers to the practice of reworking and repairing textiles, often clothes or bedding, through piecing, patching and stitching so as you can extend their use. There's a great article on the V&A website and also a tutorial on how to make a bag using these techniques, which I'll link in the show notes as well. This technique and the visible mending techniques often use sashiko stitching, which is often seen as lines of running stitch using white thread on patched pieces, so you might recognise that. There are some great books on visible mending, my current favourite of which is helpfully called Visible Mending by Aruna Kunaraj, and I'll link to that in the show notes. This piecing, patching and stitching is akin to quilting, but the beauty of it is that you can do it in any fabric. It works really well with denims, for example, and any fabrics of similar weights and colour palettes. You can use the big pieces or small pieces. You're the designer. Create sections of your new textile that are big enough for you to cut your pattern pieces from, and then assemble your garment as normal. Again, there are some great examples of this in the fashion world, and look for fashion designers by googling upcycled fashion. So those are a few different ways that you can approach your upcycling and start to maybe see garments and textiles in a new way. But if there are some garments that you no longer are going to wear, either because the fabric isn't to your liking, or maybe the colours don't work for you, then look at whether you can sell it, donate it or recycle it. If it's a reasonable quality garment, then there are loads of websites and apps such as Vintage, Spark and good old eBay where you can sell second-hand items. And again, I'll put links to those and a few others in the show notes if selling is your thing. So this has been a short and sweet episode, but I hope it's given you some insight into some different options when it comes to upcycling or recycling. If you've got any resources for this that you love, then please email me or DM me to let me know. And if you've upcycled or recycled, then send me some photos or post on Instagram and tag at so much more fun so I can see your fabulous creations. So until next time, happy upcycling, my lovelies. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the show notes in the description area of your podcast app and click to follow or subscribe or head over to sewmindful.com forward slash podcast, which is S-E-W-M-I-N-D-F-U-L dot com, where you can also sign up for an email reminder so that you don't miss out on any juicy episodes. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, then please help others find us by leaving a review if you love this episode. And I'm always excited to find out what you got from the episode and how you plan to use the tips. And finally, if you have a question, feedback or a topic you'd like me to investigate, then you can also email me at hello at so muchmorefun.co.uk. So until next time, stay gorgeous and have so much more fun.
Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the show notes in the description area of your podcast app and click to follow or subscribe. Or head over to somindful.com forward slash podcast, which is S-E-W-M-I-N-D-F-U-L dot com, where you can also sign up for an email reminder so that you don't miss out on any juicy episodes. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, then please help others find us by leaving a review if you love this episode. And I'm always excited to find out what you got from the episode and how you plan to use the tips. And finally, if you have a question, feedback or a topic you'd like me to investigate, then you can also email me at hello at somuchmorefun.co.uk. So until next time, stay gorgeous and have so much more fun.